elders told me they wanted a little abbreviated service this evening, shorter sermon. They're not the first people to tell me that, but first time I've listened to anybody. Uh, I've heard that before, but <laughs> it didn't bother me a bit, actually, because you'd probably be surprised how many mini-sermons I have thought up over the years. There's a lot of little things that you think about, and you say, that'd be a good sermon, but not a 30-minute thing. It's not a 40-minute thing. It's it's smaller than that. Um, my time up already? <laughs> Anyhow, we... <laughs> So in the series that we've been talking about, uh, Unity, uh, there's a number of things that I thought of as I tried to think of how many lessons to have and what to talk about. A number of many ideas that I came up with. I thought that'd be good to talk about that, but it's not a major one. It's not a biggie. So those got kind of put on the side, and tonight I thought, man, here's an opportunity to talk about one of those that uh, could affect unity at Northside. Um we talked a little bit about change and how when things change, it sometimes stirs up disunity when we started our uh, series. But more specifically, let me just mention that sometimes when a, uh, a program starts that changes things, uh, changes the way things used to be or have always been, it can produce turmoil. It can produce problems. Uh, that happens in some churches. Uh, many of you are old enough to remember the joy bus days. Uh, it was a great idea. It was uh, adopted by a whole lot of people for quite a while. It was a huge amount of work, and it was difficult, and uh, it didn't uh, last for a long, long time, uh, but it did a lot of good. Uh, some congregations had problems during that joy bus time. Uh, it produced disunity. Uh, why did it do that? Why did a thing that was doing good uh, cause some people to have disagreements and, and not be unified? Uh, I think first reason is just human nature. Uh, we don't really like a whole lot of change. We're comfortable with the group that we're comfortable with. We're used to that. We, we're whether it's at work or school or even church. Uh, we know our group, and we're comfortable with that. So when Joy Bus started, uh, what happened was a comfortable group of people all of a sudden had introduced a whole lot of little untrained kids from the world that didn't behave <laughs> quite like all church kids did. Sometimes they were better, but sometimes they didn't behave quite as well. And that disrupted things. There were people that didn't like that. Now, now that's just human nature. We're comfortable how we are. We're comfortable with what we're used to. And all of a sudden, here's these, all these wild kids that don't act like we think they ought to act. So we tried to deal with that. We said, well, we've got to get them out of the auditorium. We've got to get out of the main worship and have a... Another area, a children's training hour or something, and some people called it children's worship. Well, that upset people. Some people said, ah, oh, it's a new program. I never heard of that before. You can't do that. Uh, and they came up with all sorts of reasons about not separating the assembly and all that. Uh, I don't ever, I never did think they were really upset about separating the assembly. 
Because we do that all the time for all kinds of reasons. We let people sit in the nursery. We let people, uh, we even let people stay home and come back on Sunday night sometimes. As we separate the assembly all the time, uh, I think they just didn't like having little kids around. It's kind of weird since Jesus specifically said you ought to like little kids coming around, but it's the way we do things. We, we're human. But the other reason that sometimes programs that change things cause disunity is we forget who we are. Uh, and that's where we started in this series on unity. Uh, the church is not a happy little social club that gets to vote on who we accept into our membership and who we like and who looks like us and all that. We're the body of Christ. That's who we are. And I think I'll lesson almost. I've said something about go back to the first reason. Go back to the primary thought. Go back to who we are. And if we go back to that, that we are the body of Christ, we're here to do his work it's not us who lives anymore. It's him who lives in us. If we just go back to that, then programs like Joy Bus Kids it wouldn't bother us a bit. Oh, it might bother us a little bit, but we certainly wouldn't uh, uh, divide over it. We wouldn't have problems over it. We'd figure out how to make it work. We'd say, this is something that the body of Christ should be doing. Well, then let's figure out how to do it well. And now I've just used the joy bus as an example because most of you can remember that. But any program that changes things can do that. Celebrate Recovery could do that because it'll change things. Uh, And we've talked about that. Uh, Two years ago, uh, the elders and staff met and talked at great length about CR and uh, how to do something about all the hurting people in this world. We weren't doing real well at it. And we investigated CR and decided this is the best way we've seen to do it. And not just hurting people out there, but hurting people in here too. And we thought this is a good way to do that. Now, is it going to change things? Yeah, it'll change things. But we'll learn how to deal with it. We'll be unified. A year ago, we opened CR up to the public on Thursday nights. And it's going well, it's growing, all of that. Uh, It's been pretty independent. It hadn't really affected the the whole body a whole lot. Uh, Pretty well operates on its own so far, and that's by design. Uh, But that's not the ultimate goal of CR. The ultimate goal of Celebrate Recovery is that people in that find out about how to deal with their uh, hurts and habits and hang-ups, and then find out about Jesus in the process and become part of his family and get introduced to the whole family. That's the way it's going to work. Uh, And we're at that point now where that's going to start happening. The groups have grown. There are more groups. They're affecting more people. Uh, There will be folks obeying the gospel, and when they do that, they need to meet the whole family. Thursday night's not the family. It's a part of it. But if you're in Christ, you want to meet with the whole body, so they're going to become part of us. Now, I know this may surprise some of you, but all of those folks that came into CR that become part of the whole family will not have a Church of Christ background. 
not all of them will look, act, speak, behave, have the customs that we have. It may shock some of you, but that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. Now, that can be a problem if we let the flesh work, which always produces disunity, or if we forget who we are. If we just keep remembering, we're the body of Christ. Well, what did the body of Christ do when he was here? I've said sometimes we're the second incarnation of Christ. We're Christ's body on earth. Uh, we do his work. What did he do when he was here? Well, I think he went around the streets looking for people, looking in their eyes, and looking for hurting people. Because if you read the story, that's who he seemed to be attracted to. That's who he called out of the crowd. That's who he hung out with. I mean, he looked for little short guys that were hiding up in trees that everybody hated. Yeah. That was as different from him or his sidekicks as anybody. Well, not really. His sidekicks were weird too. He had fishermen and zealots and tax collectors and all kinds of people that the Pharisees looked at and said, man, is this a motley crew? They looked down on them because they didn't look like them. And Jesus looked up there and said, Zacchaeus, come on, we're going to lunch. Can you imagine the Pharisees when that happened? That had to be a great scene. He hung around those kind of people. Uh, prostitutes, tax collectors, uh, lepers. You know, people in that society that when they came, everybody else scattered. You know, and when they came toward Jesus, Jesus said, come here. Come on in. Let's sit down and have dinner. And drove the religious folks nuts. They couldn't tell you. There's a great story in Luke six, uh, Luke 7. You got your Bibles, turn over there just a second and you can read it all later. But Luke 7 starts in uh, verse 36. It says, one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him. So he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And then a woman who had lived a sinful life in that town learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. And so she brought a jar of perfume and stood behind him and anointed him and wiped him with her hair and kissed him and, and honored him. Okay, Now this is a notorious woman. Everybody in town knew what kind of woman she was. She was a sinful woman. And here's the good part. Verse 39. When the Pharisee who invited him saw this, he said, if this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is. He said, if Jesus just knew her story, if he knew her story... He wouldn't be putting up with this if he was a religious guy. He wouldn't have anything to do with her. And Jesus knew what he was thinking, so Jesus zinged him and told him a little story about two people that owed debts and the one that owed the greatest debt. Uh, he said, which one will love him more if the debt's forgiven? He said, well, the one with the big debt. And Jesus said, okay, that's the answer. And then he forgave the woman's sins, which upset the Pharisees again. But anyhow, 
Think about that part. If he knew her story, he wouldn't have anything to do with her. And Jesus had something to do with her because he did know her story. See how backwards that is? How Christians ought to be backwards from what the religious folks think? That's the body of Christ. If we function like the body of Christ, we'll want to know their story. And, and once we know it, we'll want to say, come on in. How can we help? Now, that's the way the body of Christ ought to work. And the body of Christ ought to be unified in doing that, in helping people. Now, the elders have planned the, on CR, and we know that there's potential uh, disunity in some ways. And we want to do everything we can to make sure that we're unified in this, that we're unified in helping people. Well, one way to do that is to familiarize ourselves with the process, how CR works, so that when these people start becoming part of the whole family, we'll know where they're coming from. We'll know their story a little bit. So you've been invited for a year to go on Thursday night, and that's tough for some folks. People got busy, busy schedules. So the elders on the anniversary of CR here said, here's a good idea. People are already here. A lot of people are already here on Sunday night. Let's just ask them to stay a little bit longer, participate in that a large group hour of Celebrate Recovery, and they'll know something about it. So that's what we're going to do tonight. Uh, that's why we've abbreviated things, so we'll have time to uh, get out of here at a reasonable time. Uh, we want as many people as possible. I know some of you may have other plans or other commitments, and if so, you're free to leave. But we're going to dismiss for just a few minutes and move that direction and uh, stay for just a little bit longer. Large group hour takes about an hour, so plan on that. Uh, Brent already mentioned there will be some child care down in the teen wing. Uh, so if you've got children, they'll be taken care of. And uh, I think I saw all sorts of snacks and treats over there, so there's... Some celebration part of it, too. Uh, so you're invited to stay for that and learn a little bit more about uh, CR and how to be unified as we help people. Uh, the song that Brent selected for Song of Invitation is, Have You Been to Jesus? Uh, perhaps a better question for this group of Christians, uh, mature Christians, is, Have you been someone to Jesus lately? Uh, have you looked for someone to help? But we're going to sing, Have You Been to Jesus? And if there's anyone here that needs to respond to the Lord's invitation, we invite you to come. Let's stand and sing.